Welcome to another episode of the Path to Power podcast. So I help them see who they really are, see their true essence, and to connect with that, 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 that spiritual source of love. Because without that, bringing that love in, then you're continually going to be trying to get love from other people. On this episode, I talk with Victor Granville, also known as the Real Love Strategist. Victor is a relationships coach, speaker, author, and founder of Attract Your Beloved. Victor is incredibly insightful and shares some profound truths around finding real love and intimacy, starting with ourselves and then extending that to our relationships. Victor recognizes that many of us struggle to break free from painful relationship patterns and it causes so much heartbreak and negativity. We find ourselves repeating the same mistakes in love over and over again. So on this episode, we talk about how we can break some of those cycles and find healthy, fulfilling and thriving relationships. Welcome, Victor, to the Path to Power podcast. Well, first of all, thank you for having me here. I appreciate uh, the invitation and, you know, to share about this work that uh, I so deeply love and I know that you do too. So, um, yeah, so I appreciate that. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to just um, touch on, you mentioned my uh, my title uh, that I go by, which is the Real Love Strategist. And, um, yeah, one of the... I like to, because um, sometimes people ask the question, what is that? And I, and I like to just share where, where it actually came from. And, you know, it came from just looking out in the world, uh, in society, and looking at how people are, um, are defining love or going about what um, expressing love or what they think is love. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there, the, the impact of the way that people do relationships um, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of um, uh, uh, lying, cheating, um, inauthenticity, um, non-committal, uh, abandonment, and and uh, abuse, and and people were misascribing love to that, mm. uh, or misattributing love to that. That this is love, uh, or you know, if it was lacking these experiences then you weren't in love and confusing love with longing and and love is uh just these high passionate and crashes and and uh and it made me think about well this isn't my understanding of love and uh love is healing love is supportive love is kind love is um holds the other person with care and and uh respect Mm. and and uh, love is deeply um, healing. And so when I looked at and I studied into what love is, I go by the word, the real love strategist, because that is what people are really after. People are really wanting a true, uh, authentic experience of love, love for themselves and love in an experience in a relationship. And so in the work that I do, I help people um, really get clear on what loving themselves really is. So they have a true experience of love that they're already giving to themselves. And then they're able to um, share that love, the love that they're already giving themselves with somebody else. And through loving themselves, um, they're able to uh, recognize quickly when love isn't coming their way. In, in somebody and be able to respond in a loving way towards themselves to disengage from that or to set up boundaries or what have you so that they can um, 
feel safe in their own, in the face of other people's unloving behavior. Mm. Um, so so yeah, so love. I is, that. What? So much in that, like. <laughs> And even then, like that, so that we can feel safe in the presence mm. of other people's behavior. I mean, gosh, yeah. that's oh. a mega one, isn't it? Especially when you haven't experienced that feeling of feeling safe, you know? That's something that I've had to learn, that the feelings of chaos and confusion, for me, felt like the norm. And so actually right. a relationship which is safe can right. at times feel very challenging. And, and, and right. I've had to really go into myself to be... Dominique, why why do you want to bring this up? Like, is are you just trying to get some emotional connection or what you feel as though is emotional connection in this situation by by provoking an emotional reaction, you know? So wow. No, it's it's totally shock already. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. It's like um, yeah, you know, many times we many of us unfortunately are coming from homes. Uh, backgrounds where we didn't feel loved, we didn't feel safe, we didn't feel seen, we didn't feel heard. And we learn many, many ways to uh, creatively try and get that, trying to be loved, trying to be seen, trying to be heard, trying to create safety. And it came at the cost of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It came at giving up ourselves, uh, being compliant, hiding our true selves, shutting down our voice, manipulating ourselves so that we could try and have control over our environment, over people, so that we could feel safe. And and again, unless we're doing the inner work as adults in our relationships, then if chaos, as you're saying, was um, was what you grew up in, and then that is the familiar, and then that is what you you um, misattribute to as safety at some level. Uh, then you're going to look for that in your adult relationships and you're going to feel uncomfortable when there is a level of balance, when there is stability, when there is calm. It's like, well, no, this doesn't feel familiar. This this doesn't feel safe because it's not what I'm used to. So exactly. It, you know, so there is work to be done to, um, to heal and to learn how to create your own safety in today. Because now it's our individual responsibility to learn how to create safety for ourselves, to create safety for the inner child that is in us today. And um, and that is a loving act. That is a loving behavior towards ourselves. Love that. And I love that you touch on the inner child work. And I know that's a lot of the work you do on your programs as well as around thinking and actually you gave me this beautiful analogy and I use it a lot now which it when we did the insta live and you touched on if there was an actual child in front of you an actual five six-year-old what would your response to them be and and you know really challenge it that really challenged me of like wow like do I nurture and love myself as though I'm seeing my my younger self you know right right yeah absolutely so again so that reminds me of you know, you asked, well, what is the definition of love? Well, let's look at some ways in which we we don't love ourselves. And I've learned not to love ourselves. And one of the ways we've done that is we've we've learned how to we've learned to um to judge ourselves harshly. And we've learned to, you know, speak to ourselves in unkind ways because this was either role model for us or we saw it, you know, in in those early caregivers or those who are responsible for us or parents or what have you, it will, you know, self-judgment. 
is a very, very painful way of relating and being in relation with ourselves. And, and uh, it's, it's self-abandoning. It is, it is creating a lot of, of pain and suffering. Um, another way in which we don't love ourselves is that we ignore our feelings. Mm. So whenever feelings come up that instead of attending to them with love, what we might do is to ignore them, suppress them, repress them, push them down, um, and just get on with life, get on with other activities. And that creates an emptiness inside. That creates a, 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 an aloneness inside. And when you're, when you're feeling that um, and you don't make the connection that, that you're the one causing it, you will blame the other people around you for the way that you feel. Yeah, and then that creates even more. <laughs> Every time I told you, I'm so tired. <laughs> I can completely relate. I mean, I like to think now that there is a lot more self-awareness around this stuff, but 100%. For me, the process has been not, not knowing that my feelings are not facts. And so validating, acknowledging the feeling when it comes up, but learning to sit with that, because in a relational context, I've done a lot of damage by reacting from that place of feeling and not actually sitting with that and, and, and understanding, well, what am I making this mean? You know, where is this coming from? And I think it's often only really within the context of the, the romantic or the really intimate relationships where some of these, uh, what I would say at times quite overwhelming feelings can come up. And so for me, there's been a real process and a journey in building a healthy relationship with somebody else. It, in learning myself and, 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 you know, when those feelings come up, really being able to hold and sit in that and, and not react. And, and I was just, that's where my faith comes in, you know, God, what do you say? Who do you yes. say? Yeah. Right now yeah. I feel abandoned. I feel rejected. I feel unseen. I feel unheard. All of these inner child experiences, you know, very genuine experiences from my early childhood but I know that in, in this present scenario, that's not always, well, that's never really what's happening. It's just that that's my feeling or emotion about what is happening or this, that's the programming and the story that I'm telling you. Yeah. Learning to, to rewire that is obviously a massive, massive part of this work, isn't it? Absolutely. It's, it totally is with the work that I, I do and for myself and with my clients. Is, it is about, you know, well, first of all, one of the things is feelings get a bad rap in in uh, in, in the world of society. Yeah, uh, people say feelings are going to lead you astray. Feeling that they're going they're, they can't be trusted. Their feelings are, are, are they're going to put you in trouble. All sorts of things. But in my work, what I help people do is to move into a different quality of relationship uh, with their feelings and to understand essentially that they are. Uh, a, 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 a inner guidance system letting you know when you are being loving to yourself and when you're not being loving to yourself and when others are not being loving to you and when they are they your our emotions hold a beautiful amount of information for us in that respect and so the more the, the, the sooner we can get to learn uh, about the messages of these of these feelings that we can better take care of ourselves so when we're feeling angry when we're feeling uh, shame when we're feeling depression when we're feeling guilt when we're feeling anxiety when we're feeling fear when the, our life is not presently in danger um then 
we can know that there's something that we might be telling ourselves. There's a, there's a part that's been activated that is telling ourselves something that is not in alignment with the truth. Mm. Yeah, it's not, it's not in alignment with the truth. Mm. And so then you can begin, use those, those feelings as uh, um, the opportunity to go in and to explore the thinking or the behavior that's creating those feelings. And yeah, and then when you have the, when you're clear about the thinking that's creating these feelings, these low frequency feelings, then you can go to your higher guidance, for me it's God, for me, and for anyone it could be source, whatever it is that is your spiritual guidance, and ask what is the truth about that, like you were saying, um, Dominique, what is the truth about that, I'm telling myself that I'm not enough, and I'm feeling very, um, I'm feeling very um, sad. I'm feeling very rejected. I'm feeling very um, uh, anxious. Is it true? Is it true that I'm not enough? And then when you get that guidance coming through, that truth, no, it's not true. And then, then you can feel that peace. And then you know that you're back in alignment with the truth and you can go along your way and then assess, okay, what loving actions, what actions do I need to take around this situation? So let me ask you something then, which is a little bit controversial. So I, I genuinely, having gone on this journey, and very much, I, you know, I always say I'm actively on this journey, and I believe we all are to an extent. But, how, you know, what I completely believe, that there has to be some level of spiritual surrender in order for us to understand, to really get to that deep place of self-love. And I would say this has really been a recent journey for me. So although I've had a faith for many years, I'd say there were many years when I was quite lukewarm with it, you know, like it was 100% a big part of my life and so on and so forth. But, I, but my spiritual surrender, i.e. in the moments when those fears came in, I did not go to God. I'd go to friends. I'd go to my partners at the time, anyone else externally to get those needs met. And so if then you don't have that spiritual connection, would you say that this work is still possible? Like, would you say that you can, you can, because, and let's be real, like we see people who maybe don't have that spiritual connection, who have quite healthy relationships. So what would you say is the difference between them and people that really, really, you know, where having or the ability to relate to others can have severe challenges? Yeah. So, again, it comes to what people might define as this spiritual source mm. of guidance. And, and for me in my work, it's, it's going to be I'm going to get clear about what that is for you as an individual. And then I'm going to help you strengthen that connection. Where you where do you go to for truth? Because in, unless we have um, a perspective um, that is higher and and um, uh, and beyond our ego program mind, mm. we will be stuck with our programming and 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 our and our conditioning. And so it is essential that we are able to access a wiser mind beyond our wounded ego mind. I love that, Victor. Wow, such mm. powerful work. So yeah. good. And talk uh, in terms of like, have you got a case study that you can speak of? Of um, you know, and I know you've worked with many, many clients, and I've seen you post kind of testimonials and so on. But can you think of a particular case study, say, for instance, from somebody that is coming from quite significant childhood trauma, and then the work that you've done with them, which has then enabled them to go out and and really be able to have fulfilling, thriving, intimate relationships and just share that with us because I think 
that really speaks to the you know how powerful your work is wow yeah there's so so many stories uh, <laughs> uh to to um to talk on but um essentially what what i get people to do is to so yes yeah, so a lot of my clients they come from various types of backgrounds where there might have been abuse and sometimes it wasn't to the level of abuse it was just um there was some form of neglect there was some form of which is very painful there was some form there was some form of loss of some kind and what i get people to do is to is to get a clear and healthy sense of who they are them, themselves that is where we begin in addressing any of the false beliefs and lies that may have been concluded as a result of what they went through in the past that was painful mm. um and once we clear and get the truth about those false beliefs or false conclusions um then we're able to to bring that truth down to the deepest part of themselves and that could be the inner child and it could be their feet there that that inner place of knowing take that truth and teach it to the parts of them that believed the lies mm. right and then get get access from that wise mind the higher side um, high guidance what would be loving actions for them to take now in the present so that so that is the work is about healing the past getting clear about um who they are now and the role they have now to play in in uh, in loving themselves mm. yeah um oftentimes when they're not doing that they're still trying to get other people mm. to give them the love that they missed out on mm. to give them the love that you know they uh give them the love that um that they never received or not and they don't realize that now as an adult it's nobody else's job nobody is going to sign up for that job and 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 we get them to want responsibility for themselves to want to mm. care about themselves and we do that by helping them helping my client come into a deeper relationship with who they are to see the beauty and the magnificence of who they are because the 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 um there's a false self that gets created once they're grown up in an environment like that and unless you're doing your inner work you will move through life thinking you are this false aspect of you that absorbed all these false beliefs about your lovability about what's possible for you and about what keeps you safe and if you're walking through the world in this a uh, misidentity um and, and believing that you're inadequate you're not good enough you're 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 not this and that then you create more suffering on yourself so i help them see who they really are see their true essence and connect and to connect with that that uh, that spiritual source of love because without that bringing that love in then you're continually going to be trying to get love from other people in all your interactions and that will undermine your ability to create a loving relationship so um so i know that uh i didn't quite give an example but it's like this i'm still trying to find which no, no, but i think that i think that really answered the question in terms of the journey that yeah. someone goes on in the work yeah. that you yeah. do yeah i i literally teach them how to love themselves um day day to day moment to moment i teach them about how to challenge 
their the their moment-to-moment experience if it's mm. if it's um uh, and to notice how to connect with and understand and read their feelings and how to maneuver in everyday situations especially in their relationships how do i like, how do i take care of myself how do i love myself in this moment in this relationship right now mm-hmm. it's with what's occurring or with what's my partner's doing or with what the other person is saying or not saying <laughs> I love that moment to moment as well because I think there's almost like we're sold this kind of illusion in in um, personal development and self-help that you know you wake up in the morning and you do these things and that sets you up for the day and then the rest of the day you're great and and don't get me wrong I'm a massive you know I'm an avid believer in what we do when we first wake up and having those morning routines however I know I know that I know that I know that for me, it's got to be moment by moment because that being in the present and experiencing each moment, each relationship, each interaction is going to be, you know, it's going to trigger different things, isn't it? And different emotions. And and like you said, if our pre-programming is that of abandonment, rejection or needs not being met, then in each interaction, that's fundamentally the intention that we're coming with. And I wanted to talk to you about that because you spoke about kind of we walk around with these lower beliefs and and we stay in this place you know we kind of I guess put a ceiling there for ourselves. and for me I've learned something there's something extremely powerful about operating in that higher frequency versus that lower frequency and how that impacts then who we attract into our life and so when we ask the question why do I keep attracting the same kind of men you know why do I find myself always with emotionally unavailable men or you know I know this is the experience for a lot of women it was mine for many years speak to that yeah so yeah so it's about frequency attraction is about frequency and and we are able to change our frequency by uh loving ourselves or when we abandon ourselves when we're loving ourselves that means we are uh, tuning into our feelings where we are attending to our pains. We're not ignoring them. We're not making other people responsible for us. We are, are not turning to addictions to avoid our, our painful feelings. And we are being present with ourselves to look at how we might be causing our pain, to look at how um, to be take responsibility for nurturing the pain that others may cause us and to um, seek what is loving to us in, in any moment-to-moment action. When we're taking responsibility for doing that, our frequency is high. And and just uh, and just like the law of attraction states, uh, like attracts like. This is really about like frequencies attract like frequencies. And so when you're in that high frequency, you will be attracted to somebody else who's also operating that high frequency, wanting to take responsibility for loving themselves. Mm-hmm. And and that is it. And now if you're doing the opposite, you are ignoring yourself. You're not wanting responsibility for your feelings and needs. You're making other people responsible for you. You're looking for every opportunity to avoid your feelings and turn to addictions. You're going to be operating from a low frequency. This is you abandoning yourself. And then because of this frequency and the law of attraction, you're going to attract somebody that is also um, abandoning themselves in similar or different ways. But to the degree in which you are abandoning yourself, you will attract someone who has abandoned themselves and to the degree that you are loving yourself and taking responsibility for yourself, you will attract somebody who's also doing the same. Mm-hmm. And so free, so you cannot, you cannot attract someone beyond the image of your own self-concept. 
you cannot attract someone beyond you know whether you think yourself your yourself and and keep that relationship right and keep uh, and keep that relationship because you know you'll always be judging or discounting or challenging it or um not believing it and then that's going to create problems in the relationship until it goes and then you think yeah see that's just obviously yeah it wasn't going to work anyway (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i relate to this so much and when we spoke on the insulava i was like oh my days victor it's like you're talking to you know what i would definitely say was the version of me from you know but i'd I'd like to think i'm not still quite there um but but it really speaks to that codependency doesn't it that that if you're operating at that low level and they are and your core belief is you know I'm worthless and I'm not worthy and so on and then that's what you're attracting and I love what like this stuff is so important as well because this isn't something that you can falsify right so like what I've learned is like the and this is and we were talking about health and fitness before we we press record right and it's it's the similar thing like you can't you can't just have this superficial, like you could, but it's temporary, right? So for instance, if you want to lose weight temporarily, then a lot of these fad diets are a great thing to do, right? However, if we want to fundamentally shift ourselves, our, our very being, then it's the core belief systems that have to change. And you can't falsify that. You Like you can, you can obviously speak to those things until you believe them. And then that's the practice and the work. But you can, but there's, I, I just, I think, yeah, I love what you said because it's so important. And it's, it's not something that putting on makeup or getting cosmetic surgery or, you know, it's not something that we can fix unless we fix that internal system, right? Absolutely, absolutely is is. See, I always say that this is the thing. Energy doesn't lie, right? Energy doesn't lie. We can we can say that we're 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 healed and we're operating at this level, but to somebody who's taking care of themselves and who's loving themselves, the frequency of self love is completely different to the frequency of self abandonment. When you're loving yourself, and this is what's going to help people um, notice quickly partners who are unavailable. And to not devote them, giving them time, is that your ability to tune in, your ability to, when you're loving yourself, your ability to tune into others that aren't becomes a lot sharper. And then you're able then to notice when someone is not going to be a match for you. It just kind of feel off. Yeah. And and also I truly believe it, the fruits of the spirit, you know. So like there's certain character traits like that joy and that peace and that compassion and kindness like that you will see and your spirit will see like even before you know like as soon as somebody opens their mouth almost to some extent you can catch that can't you you catch that aura and and and, and there's definitely times where let's not get it twisted you know there's definitely times where even like for somebody that is on that journey and I would say like I like to be very present in that day to day and moment to moment absolutely there are still million times where I fall short you know and and this is the other thing it's that self-forgiveness and that compassion when we do and that's what I'm battling with now because I'm making these mistakes and I'm you know 
creating these big sort of um volcano you know I'm seeing these volcanoes erupt and being in a relationship now means that there's things that I have to deal with in a healthy relationship that I've never had to deal with before and so the mistakes are like left right and center and then it's kind of being able to reflect on them and, and take that personal responsibility and then have that compassion for myself that you know what Dom it's okay because you're journeying on this and you're doing better you know Absolutely. I love that. It really is about having deep compassion, deep caring, being patient with ourselves and, and knowing, and, and it's just having an attitude of, of, yeah, just compassion for, for, for the challenge of this journey of learning to love ourselves and to wanting to be our best selves. Um, I was going to say something, but it's kind of lost my tra- train of thought. Um, don't worry, you said yeah, it'll, it'll, amazing things, and I'm sure. This is what <laughs> so I really pick up on um, one on a post that you put out on Instagram, yeah. um, and it, and you've you've touched on it really as well. Like you know, even still, we could superficially attract the kind of person we think we want to be with, but then actually maintaining that relationship and navigating that is a whole nother ball game, right? And so something that you posted the other day, which really, it, it spoke to me, you know, being very honest and authentic in my journey, this is, is something that I struggle with. Yes. So it said, um, are you experiencing your partner in ways that make it hard for you to connect with them? Do you wonder what what they might, why they might act the way that they do around you? And then you've gone on to talk about, and I would just say at this point, like anyone that doesn't follow Victor on Instagram, please do check the episode details and and give him a follow. There's some incredible content. But then you go on to say, if someone's shutting down around you or acting defensively around you, what is it that you could be doing that could be contributing to that? And, um, and that's such a powerful question because are we just programmed to go, it's their fault, it's them, this is the right, behavior, this is what right, they did. Right, like right. that, almost that telling on, like, right, right, <laughs> even right, I right. go to God, I'm like, listen what they, listen. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so true, it's so true. And um, yeah, this comes, this comes down to understanding that we, we are, we create, we are, every relationship has a system and we are, equal participants of that system, meaning that we contribute to the outcomes of it because we are there. Mm-hmm. And, and whether we are doing that overtly or, or, or covertly um, or unawares or unconsciously, we are contributing to the dynamic and the interaction. And so when we come from this understanding, we understand then that behavior doesn't always necessarily um, happen in a vacuum, mm-hmm. that that we can infer or learn from when we see our, our partners behaving in particular ways and, and we come from the understanding that, okay, behavior doesn't necessarily happen in a vacuum. Is, what is my part in this? Mm. What is my, how, am I, how might I be contributing to this experience that I'm not wanting? And then when you ask those, diff- those questions, then you are able to navigate into different answers that will be more helpful when you're able to take responsibility for your end of the system, because that is the only uh, place we have control over is what we do, our intention, our our thoughts and our actions, Mm -hmm. and which is our behavior. And so so by tuning into what are you doing that might be contributing creates a different conversation and creates a different opening uh, to, to, to heal 
to to open to a new dialogue, to get curious about something and to make requests. Mm-hmm. And something I really appreciate about the relationship I'm in now is I am really challenged to do that more so because I know my partner is doing that and they are actively doing that as well. And really that's the only essential dynamic I believe for a healthy relationship is that you are both actively doing that, right? You know, surrendering to God and to yourself and your own self-will, you know, what actually your pre-programming might be, but what you want it to be in order to show up as the healthiest and highest version of you. And, and that's the work, isn't it? And that's the work that you do and, and the work that I'm involved with as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because like in every in every relationship, what are uh, primary and intimate ones, everything that is unhealed is going to get triggered in it, okay? And it's going to come to the surface and it's going to be an opportunity to you have a choice point. You can lean into it and to learn about mm-hmm. what it means to love yourself and take care of yourself in the face of these triggers or what's coming up. Or you uh, can choose to protect against your pain and your fears, and then you move into controlling behavior, trying to get your, trying to control your partner to be different so that you can be okay. Trying to get your partner to take away your pain so that you can be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's something we all do. We're not, you know, if we're we're unaware as well. If we're unaware, yeah. And um, it's again, it comes back to having a strong desire to want to be loving to yourself and to your partner and when you have that desire being guided by that desire you want to open to explore with curiosity um your own patterning your own habits your own triggers your own things and you want to take responsibility for them rather than make it your partner's job yeah and I love what you said earlier about the importance of those, that when we feel those feelings, that being an opportunity to look at that story and look at that programming. Right, right, exactly. Look at what it's connected to. What are you telling yourself? Or what, how are you treating yourself that's generating these feelings? Because then you're seeing that you're, resp- you're, you're responsible for that particular feeling, um, um, those low-frequency feelings. You're responsible for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Um, so, so relationships are a wonderful arena for our own personal growth. They oh yeah, <laughs> a spiritual path, a spiritual path of learning how to evolve ourselves to be more loving. Mm, amazing, beautiful, Victor. I could talk to you all day about this stuff because <laughs> honestly, it just it's fascinating, and I love your wisdom on it. You know, and um, yeah. So, but I, I, you know, I'm conscious of time, and, and we'll wrap it up. But I did want, just want to ask you something. Uh, what would you say has been the kind of a a defining moment or conversation or book or some piece of knowledge that has really shifted something for you um even an experience over the years what what was that yeah it it really is that hmm, that that loving myself is the pathway to loving relationships. It's the pathway. It's like I recognize that when I'm not feeling in my greatest, when I'm not feeling on, there's something to do with self-love that I need to go and look at. Is there some way I'm not taking care of myself? Um, how did you love. come to learn that though? Like what was the experience? Like how did you come to identify that for you? Yeah, for, for, for training, through um, life and... Um, 
uh, you know, I've been doing this for a very, very long time and, and I've got certifications on my arm length. I've got, uh, you know, I, and in my own experiences of just recognizing that other people can't do it for me. Mm. I, you know, I, I, I want to feel good. And I realize if I'm trying to make other people responsible for that, then it's, it's very conditional, very up and down. And, I, and, and that was a scary place for me to live where my joy, my, my peace was dependent on someone else's behavior. And that was, that, was, that was an unstable, anxious place for me. Yeah. And so I wanted to reclaim my power. I wanted to be in charge of my own emotions and my own emotional state. And so, so, that, so that, you know, led me into wanting to uh, understand how to create that equanimity within me. Mm. Yeah. I love the work that you do, Victor, and I love your humility and you, you are an incredibly courageous and inspirational man. And I really hope you know the value of your work. You know that I get a lot of, um, I almost get some stick from men who are like, why aren't you talking more about men in unhealthy relationships? And we need this too, you know, and <laughs> my work with women primarily because I'm a woman and that's my experience and that's who I connect with you know, predominantly, but this is such an important work. And I'm so excited to, to release this episode of the podcast as well and, and give men the opportunity, because I know with a lot of your work, you do work with women, but this is a growing arena. And I think men are more- And, and I work with women, as, I mean, men as well. So men I work well. with a lot, yeah. I work with a lot of women and I do get men as well. So, mm. you know, and it's such a joy working mm. with the vulnerable heart-centered men that, that do come and work with me as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, awesome. Thank you so much. Um, what It would be good just to hear a little bit from you about what you are doing, because I know you've got courses running and yes. uh, bits of work that you do around your coaching sort of one-to-one as well. So yeah, just share that with us. Yeah, so, the, so with the one-to-one um, work, if you really want a, a deep, deep dive into learning about your love maps, the way in which you've, you've uh, learned things about yourself based on where you're growing up and how they might be unconsciously impacting your ability to draw in love, how to get clear on um, your relationship requirements and values and how to quickly discern a loving relationship. If you're really wanting to call that that partner in from a place of loving yourself, then my one-to-one three-month intensive program will be a great, great um, place for you to begin. And uh, many clients have gone through it and they've enjoyed so much results from that. Um, I also do a group coaching um, uh, forum where I coach uh in you individually in the group on how to love yourself in your everyday situation whatever's coming up for you i coach you on it so that is a that's a a group coaching program i've got going um i also have a five-day work audio training where i I ran my five-day workshops that's now an audio training that you can access just message me I have a self-love journal if you want to just read so there's lots of ways i can support you and um and where where can we find all this stuff Victor? is there a website i know you're on instagram yeah so just mess, send me a direct message on instagram or send me a direct message on facebook um and i will respond to you and your instagram is oh victor granville so instagram and my name is victor granville on both facebook and instagram yeah. well and that that will also be in the episode details for for this podcast as well Thank you so very much for your time. I love yeah. connecting with you. I hope we can do another live soon as well. Absolutely. Um, and, and yeah, I'm excited for what might come as well in the future. So 
thank you. And thank you. Thank you for having me, Dominic. And look, your, your work is tremendous. And you're, you're doing so much synergy. What we do in your work is just life changing. And I love how you're showing up and, and reaching those uh, people that are looking for you and need you. Yeah. And thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Path to Power podcast. Remember, you can go back and listen to all of the episodes on season one and the previous episodes of season two. If you haven't yet caught up on them, there is some incredible, inspirational stories and people on those episodes. So please go back and listen. There's some more information in the episode details if you want to stay up to date with what I'm doing or with Victor. You can follow us on Instagram or join the various circles and communities that we host. Lots of love.